Welcome to the Do Zone, where entrepreneurs go to get things done. My name is Josh Thomas. You can find me on social media at JT Literally. Each week, I bring on experts from a variety of backgrounds to share their secrets on how to optimize performance so you can take massive action and crush your goals. If you want to build a slingshot that brings in quick cash and sales for your business in as little as the next seven days, I'm going to give you a simple framework that has worked for me and my clients time and time again at no cost to you. Go to go to factor1.io now and enter your email for immediate access. Once again, that's factor1.io. And I have apparently learned, forgotten how to talk today, and I don't know why that is. But hey, today's <laughs> guest is Marty Funky. Marty is a seasoned world-class marketer with over 30 years of experience in growing and scaling businesses and over 20 years of experience in mergers and acquisitions. In that time, Marty has helped businesses scale to over $1 billion in revenue and executed over $450 million in mergers and acquisitions transactions. Marty, welcome to the Do Zone. Tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me on the show. Really an honor to be here. Been listening to a bunch of your episodes and loving what I'm hearing. Um, I hope I got a message that'll resonate well with your with your listeners. And that is, if your business is sellable, it's also scalable. And what do I mean by that? Well, it means that if you build your business and you do the things that you need to do to make your business to where somebody's going to buy it tomorrow at a high value, it's going to be so much better and more profitable for you to own and operate even if you never sell your business, even if you have no intention of selling your business, if you can make it sellable, then it'll also be scalable. And I wanted to dive into that with you a little bit today. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we build a business. Sometimes we build our business out of necessity because uh, we're just allergic to a boss or something like that. Uh, or sometimes we just know that we're being called for more. But we don't think about ever getting rid of it or selling it or walking away from it because we think, oh, you know, I'll just do this forever. I'm never going to die. Not true. Uh, but even if you do decide to keep it, building a sellable asset releases your stress and it gives you options. Even if you never sell the business at all, making it sellable will make it more valuable to you in the long run. And, and I am 100% in agreement with you on that. And so talk to us a little bit about scalable and sellable. Like how are those two intertwined? Well, let me let me take it back to a, a, a perspective that most people will be able to understand a little easier, and that is selling a house. So most people have bought or sold a house in their, in their lifetime or will buy or sell a house in their lifetime. But um, think about uh, something that happens, people living in a home and they've lived there for a long time and you kind of get used to stuff, right? There's scuffs on the walls and that hinge on the door is broken. And you kind of just let that kind of stuff go when you live there for a long time. And then one day you decide, you say, well, I want to move. I want to sell my house. So you you call in uh, an expert and they say, okay, to sell your house, you need to do the following things. You need to paint this wall. You need to fix this stuff. You need to do the landscaping. You need to declutter the, the, the house. Uh, you need to do all these things to kind of stage the house to get it ready for sale. It is not uncommon in that scenario for a homeowner to decide to sell their house, go through all the steps of uh, getting the house ready for the market, and then look around and go, 
well, this place isn't actually bad. Like I'm kind of enjoying it here. It's got a fresh coat of paint and fresh flowers in the yard. And it's very common for people to change their mind and decide to keep the house once they've staged it. The same kind of thing can happen in a business. If you've got a business right now that you are going at 90 miles an hour and you're doing all the things, right? We're talking about the do zone here. We're all busy where there's a million things as an entrepreneur you can be doing, but are you doing the right things? And just like with a house that eventually starts to show some wear and tear and you kind of overlook it, so does your business. So there's things happening in your business. That, yeah, you're kind of letting slide and maybe you're not documenting things the way you should, et cetera. If you prepare your business to sell, whether you ever want to sell it or not, and do the steps needed to do that, you're going to reduce the amount of time that you have to spend in your business. You're going to reduce the stress and effort, as you mentioned. And you're going to increase the pleasure you have of your business. And you look around and you go, actually, this is a great, great business. I've been operating it for a long time. I'm starting to get burned out. But taking these steps has made me realize that I'm really excited to do that. And if you have a business that is operating in a way that it's sellable, then it makes it much easier to grow that business, less friction, less problems, more documentation, your financials are going to be in order. And I can talk about kind of the steps to get your business that way. And you'll see at the outcome, um, you can turn your business into a really great thing by doing those things and doing the right things, because we're all busy, we can all do too many things, but let's focus on the things that really will pivot your business. And really smart. And and I, I love the house selling analogy. I, I find it fascinating how uh, people will just live in squalor while they're there <laughs> and then they'll fix it up and make it real nice and pretty for like the next guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm going to drop $50,000 to renovate this house so that I can leave it. <laughs> exactly. But that's what, that's kind of what happens. Right. And 50 is a little much, but, but, but people do put, you know, they put some effort into cleaning it up. And, but while you live there, yeah, you know, all the messes are, are just fine. So, and the thing, the same thing honestly does happen with, with businesses. I've literally looked at thousands and thousands of businesses in my career and it's just human nature. You, you tend to ignore that squeaky wheel for a while and you, you know, you, you start to kind of let things slide and it's just, it's just human nature. And, and here's one thing that I, I think that is worth pointing out. If you run a business and you are, principally involved in the operation of that business, you've basically got a job, uh, especially if somebody's looking to acquire that business. They're saying, hey, does this thing run without you? And if it doesn't, if it falls apart when you walk away, it's maybe worth you know, one X uh, EBITDA or something like if, that. If can that. you talk a bit? Yeah. Can you yeah, talk absolutely. I actually have a pithy little saying for that. Uh, the more if valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. And uh, and that is absolutely true because if, if, you're, if you're a business owner and you're working 60 hours a week, your business is basically unsellable. And, and nobody's going to buy that business because you are the business and nobody wants to buy a human being, right? They want to buy a business that's operating and functional and profitable. And if the business can't be that without you as the owner operator, then it's really an unsellable business. And this goes right back to um, what I was saying that, that, you know, if it's sellable, it's also scalable. If you're working 60 hours a week as a business owner, how much are you really going to grow your business? How, how efficient is your business operating? Probably not very efficient. If you're that roadblock that's that's having to work 60 hours a week to keep afloat your business isn't going very well and so if you do three things um, number one install an operating system number two clean up your financials and number three remove yourself from the business so it's not owner operated not only will it be massively 
more valuable if you ever do need to sell it, but it'll also be much more of a pleasure to run. Wouldn't you rather be working 10 or 20 hours a week and have a smoothly operating profitable business than working 60 hours a week? And if you do the things needed to those steps that I just mentioned, you can actually have that. And, and I'm curious, so so we've got these three steps uh, and, and what have you seen uh, in in the the market is kind of shifting obviously all the time i, I just recently interviewed someone who was a, a a marketing agency and i asked kind of the same question like what has changed with the way that people are consuming content in the last even six months because everything's changing so rapidly i'm curious with the appetite for business acquisitions have the uh, have the motivations changed for people who are acquiring businesses? Are they looking for a different kind of business now than they were six months, one, two, three years ago? Is it is it kind of moving towards a certain industry or a certain type of business or a certain type of setup? That's a great question. There's several things that are impacting the the, the acquisitions in the small business sector. So number one is obviously interest rates have impacted uh, the availability of funds to acquire businesses. So more and more, your business must have really strong prof profit margins. If your business is not profitable, it is not desirable to be acquired. So profits are, are key. There used to be you know, oh, you get X times revenue, right? Nobody looks at the revenue multiples. Everybody's looking at profit multiples today. The other thing to look at is the impact of AI. If you have a business that can be outsourced to AI, you are in big trouble. Um, people, investors and buyers are looking at it and saying, okay, could I just replicate this through some AI algorithm and, and you know, replicate 60% of what you do for practically nothing. So you need a business that is taking advantage of AI and leveraging AI and doesn't give the perception that AI is just going to wipe it out. And that's really been something that's happened in the last year. And then the last thing that we're seeing in the small business sector is corporate refugees as being a huge buyer segment. And what does that mean? That means people who are working in tech jobs, other uh, other like uh, sectors that are starting to see layoffs and uh, troubled times. Um, we're seeing those people saying, you know what, I'm sick and tired of having a job that relies on somebody else, somebody else's decision, whether or not I have a job. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a business and, and control my own destiny. And, I, and by the way, more and more, we're seeing people say buy a business versus start a business. Buying a business or or entrepreneur entrepreneurship through acquisition, sorry, um, is substantially less risk than starting a business. Nine out of ten new startups fail, but nine out of ten small businesses that are acquired stay successful because they've already got a proven track record. So we're seeing more and more of these corporate refugees saying, you know what, I'm going to borrow against my 401k, um, against my, you know, my IRA, uh, maybe I've got, uh, you know, some home equity, et cetera, and I'm going to go and I'm going to acquire a business that will allow me to have the lifestyle I want, the income I want, and, and the security I want. We're seeing a lot of those types of people coming along and really looking for great businesses to own. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm, I'm just curious uh, one one thing that you like to talk about is there there is a way to double your revenue without having to sell more stuff. And <laughs> one, of yeah. the, one of the ways and the reason, let me set that up in, in context, it sounds like it's out of left field based on everything you're saying, but 
if you can increase your revenue or you can increase your value of the business without having to actually exert a whole lot more energy, then that makes you more appealing, more attractive, and obviously reduces your stress if you're making more money without having to sell more things. So that's kind of how it folds in. But I'm curious your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's absolutely something that can be done. And I'll, I'll talk about it. And then I'm going to double back to the, kind of those three steps of of making your business sellable because they're all it's all tied together. So really quickly, let's say that you are a, a plumber or or you are an e-commerce business that sells things online, et cetera. You have a business that, that, that so you're doing a million dollars a year and you decide, okay, this year is the year I'm going to make it happen. We're going to crush it. I want to double our sales. I want to go from $1 million to $2 million. Most people will look at that and say, okay, how do we do it? We got to go sell twice as much, right? So either the salespeople got to go out and close contracts, you got to increase your advertising, you got to do more promotions, et cetera. And the reality is that's incredibly difficult to do. To double your business is incredibly difficult to do. And it's actually very risky because the faster you try and scale, the more risks you take with your advertising dollars, with uh, you're hiring your salespeople, you may have to discount and promote, uh, do promotions to get there. And so a lot of times you may double your business, but it's probably going to be less profitable. What people don't realize is the easiest way to do that is to say, okay, I got a business that's doing a million dollars a year. Let's see, is there another business in my same field that's doing a million dollars a year and I'm going to go acquire them? Sounds simple, right? And the cool thing is you don't need a million dollars to buy a million dollar business. You can oftentimes buy that business for very little money or no money out of your own pocket, depending on how you structure the deal. So you can double your business overnight and not have to put anything at risk. You That business is already going to be a going concern. It's going to have a track record. It's going to come with existing customers, existing revenue streams. So it's a very low risk and a very simple way to double or even triple your business. And the synergies between that business and your business could be, actually make it exponentially better. So when I say how to double your business without selling more stuff, that's what I'm talking about. Now, do not go do that if both of your businesses are in that framework where you as an owner are working 60 hours a week and the owner of the other business is working 60 hours a week and you put the two things together. You're going to have two businesses put together that are both a mess. Get your business set up first with the three steps that I talked about, operating system, financials, and removing yourself from the business. Then go do that because then you have a system in place that can scale that other business and, and put them together and be really successful. By the way, when I talk about an operating system, uh, people may not know what that means, but there's several business operating systems there. This is not software. This is really a business philosophy that I'm talking about. And there are a couple of different operating systems out there. One is EOS or the Entrepreneur Operating System from Gino Wickman. Another one is called Scaling Up. It used to be called Gazelles from Vern Harnish. And another one is called Scalable Operating System from Ryan Dice and Roland Frazier. Those are three of several that give you a really customized, uh, really um, templatized framework for operating your business and working your way out of the business and getting the business operating smoothly without your involvement. Um, you can do it on your own too, with just creating SOPs and documentation and uh, and really uh, and kind of doing it homemade. But I highly recommend you look at at least one of those three operating systems. And then on the financials, many businesses owners have really terrible grasp of their financials. Their financials are a mess. They're not organized. They don't understand their financials. They just kind of hand everything off to a bookkeeper uh, and hope they're right. Um, having your financials really solid and, and really clean is also important. And again, that will help you operate and manage your business much better if you never sell it. But if you do want to go acquire a business or sell your business, it's absolutely critical. And uh, 
I, I recommend um, a book called Profits First by Mike uh, Michalowicz. That's uh, a really great accounting and finance um, operating system that will help if you follow those steps, your business will be far more profitable than it ever was before. So Excellent. do those things and then you can be successful and really enjoy your business rather than being uh, um, <laughs> regretting getting out of bed every morning. Uh, yeah, understood. And so tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now and where people can go to learn more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm an advisor. I work with companies to help them sell and scale, whether you want to grow your business or whether you want to buy a business or sell a business. Um, I can help you with all of those steps. And uh, easy to find. I'm uh, the only Marty Fonke in the entire world. So uh, you can go to uh, LinkedIn and track me down there. I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can Google me. And uh, uh, the website is westboundroad.com. That's westboundroad.com. And I'm um, always trying to share information and help entrepreneurs in every way I can. So uh, hit me up. And if you got a question, happy to answer for you. Excellent. Marty Fonke, everybody. So you can go to westboundroad.com to connect directly with him if you have questions about how to scale or sell your business. We're going to wrap up from here. Thanks so much to our guest for coming on and joining and sharing some wisdom about how he gets things done. Whether you're on your morning commute, you're in the gym or somewhere out in the field, snap a selfie, tag me at JT literally. Show me what you do while you're in the do zone. And one more time, if you need a quick injection of cash in your business so you can get momentum now, go to factor1.io and let's talk about building your slingshot. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work. Hey, thanks for listening to the Do Zone podcast. If you're running a service-based business that's looking to grow this year, let's talk about how we can slingshot you into momentum with a quick injection of cash and sales. Our clients typically see results in as little as seven days. To learn more about what we do, you can go to factor1.io. Once again, that's factor1.io. We'll see you next time.